We visited the gates often, begging the guardians for just a peek over the walls into the heaven beyond, but they denied us. Yet they became fast friends. And when Eve began swelling large, they gave good counsel about foods to eat and how much sleep would be helpful. Nothing is wrong, they repeated often. You know how you have helped the cattle and sheep and even your dogs with the birthing of new life? Well, now you will be helping each other. New life is within you. We took their counsel, talked it through each evening by our cooking fire. We loved being together, just the two of us, living as one on the rich soil near the gates. But we were excited about the new life. Might this be the coming of the one we had been told of by the Creator? Was this the one who would bruise the serpent's head? Would the bearer of this new life open the gates again? We had so many questions. On the day when the new birth arrived, we had prepared just as the guardians had counseled, soft blankets of lamb's wool, several pails of warm water, all placed perfectly in the protective shade of the spreading banyan tree. Our home was here, deep within the folds of the tree's toes, an airy place where the smoke ascended cleanly and the storms blew past without disturbing our blankets. When the new birth came, it was a he, and we were so proud and excited that we carried him immediately to the gates for the guardians to admire. We asked if we could show him to the Creator, but the guardians explained, as they had so many times before, that it would be impossible but that the Creator already knew of his arrival and was very pleased for us all. We named him Cain, a name that to us was infused with hope, hope for a return to the life we had abandoned, hope for the serpent to be bruised by this young one, hope that we would raise him well, hope for forgiveness and restoration. He was beautiful. Ten fingers, ten toes, a loud cry, and an insatiable hunger that were calmed only with fresh milk and many hugs. We watched as he learned to play around the banyan, playing hide-and-seek with our pet goat and running like the wind beside the gazelles. There was a love of God in him. Yet there was also a love of Cain. We told him the stories, all the stories of the Creator, the naming of the animals, the days of walking together with him as he explained the workings of the weather, the sun, the stars, the moon, and so much more. We answered a million questions about everything, often having to visit the guardians to get answers for questions we had never even asked ourselves. He hated the story of the snake stomped on every one of the slimy creatures he came across in the meadows, learned to toss stones at their heads and leave them bloody beside the trail. He wanted to get inside the gates and was angry that the snake had forced the guardians to keep us out. We taught him what we knew of the Creator, and he fell in love with the person we described. Yet there was always a shred of doubt in his eyes, as if he was blaming us for stealing his freedom. Before long, he became a wanderer, disappearing for weeks into strange lands and returning with the skins of beasts we did not even recognize. When his brother Abel was born, he thought only of Cain and was angered by any love we gave to the other. We had hoped so hard that our hearts ached, but now that hope had gone sour, like milk left in the sun, 
His love for us was great, but his love for himself was even greater. We feared for Abel. On the day of the sacrifice, the guardians stood beside us as we hugged both boys tightly and begged them to become the Creator's promised hope. Yet we feared for Abel. Have you ever wanted something so badly that it made your side hurt? That's how much Adam and Eve wanted their sons, both of them, to fall fully in love with God, to become warriors against the evil in God's new world. They prayed for their sons many times each day as we pray for our own children. You are a son or a daughter. What would you love to have your parents pray for you?